you know, we always wanted to get together and collaborate. And Novel and I were actually in the studio the second that we got here. Yeah. And uh, Kava came through and it just happened, man. So that's how Big Karma came together. It's like, you know, we've all put a lot of work into this game. You know, I'm 13 years in. These boys are 20 plus. Like, combined, we've, we've paved the way a lot. Like, a lot of experience between you three. As a new yeah. fan, I'm listening to you right now. How would you describe your new group? It's like a trio of people that can hit different styles and you know every song you're going to hear is probably going to have something completely different in it um which is cool to be able to experiment even cross genres we're not fussy about oh you had 16 bars here i need 16 or you know we just give and take we care about like the song being the best that it can be at the end of the day you know what i mean it's uh the spotlight here directly from your favorite artist in calgary alberta canada and across the world the spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass radio it is a pleasure to meet you guys as a matter of fact big karma you guys are all multi-talent you know individually you know but let's look at you guys from an individual standpoint let's kick off with Kava one individually um I'm actually quite different as an individual artist as in a group setting. Uh, in a group setting, it's it's a team goal. And as long as whatever the group is going with for a, a song, you know, if I'm going to be on it, I just try to go congruent with that. Yeah, you ain't ever going to hear me mumble rap. That's what the last thing that'll ever happen. But um, for, for me personally, for solo stuff, uh, I went a lot more like rock vibes, a lot more melodic, uh, like Kava, like I do a lot more singing and whatnot when I'm on my own. Uh, the one thing I try to do with my rapping is involve singing and harmony as well and switching up different styles. And, um, you know, me and Kava one have done, you know, a handful of shows together, two over the last five years or so. And he has that same flavor to his style too, where he, you know, he's dope on point, timing everything, bars, and he has harmony too. Um, as a solo artist, I get a lot more experimental. Um, I've been singing a lot more in the past couple of years uh, with a lot of my newer music that's come out and a lot of my yet to be released uh, solo album, Kava One Chasing Destiny. There's my shameless plug. But uh, when I'm by myself, I, I, I tend to go a little different than what I do with groups. Um, groups are more fun for me though. Uh, I tend to, I just catch the ball running a, a lot quicker when it's a group environment. I, I, I really like to give and take when it comes to the creative process with people. So I find that more enjoyable. I, start, I linked up with Raini, who's a really dope producer. So um, my new album that's gonna be dropping here soon uh, called The Great Escape most of the album is produced by Raini, so there's a lot more like radio type tracks like Rat Race and uh, Break Free and uh, I just I dropped one called Strength I Need which is like <clears throat> basically me talking to God which is something that you wouldn't have heard from me years ago when I was battling my addiction and stuff like I didn't have any faith whatsoever and yeah. uh, what I love about the group is like we're all so multi-talented that you know we'll throw a beat on and i'll go savage i'll do like a vinnie paz 16 and just murder it and then kava and i will 
sing a love song to the ladies like 10 minutes later you know and you know novel and i we've been uh we've been cooking since i got here like it's not just gonna be hip-hop you're gonna hear you're gonna hear some funk some soul some maybe in a little, little country twang something coming up here a little surprise track we got a lot more coming um yeah it's just the group thing is just amazing and the thing is is it doesn't feel like work with these guys like i want to show up every day they show up every day and you know like we're three bosses on a team and three bosses it's like, i feel like we're like a super team but we are hungry like an eight seed yeah it just gels so well together because we all are interested in the same thing you know sports and football and basketball and that and um you know it's just crazy how much we have in common um and everybody i know grew up in my different groups here knew west paul but i'd never met him like homies from my old group actually made songs with this guy and i didn't even meet the guy so it was, it was just so weird how things came together um but i'm so glad because i feel blessed to be working with such a talented crew with such a deep history um in vancouver island hip-hop um it's great i mean i love it can't can't wait for what's coming next you know, one thing I realized about West Paul is there's an element in your music that goes more like a reality check. There is that Christian part of you that you bring in your music a lot. Tell me a little bit about that side of you, like your Christianity, your background, and what is the reality check about your music? Well, when I was younger, I was actually part of a church choir way back when. So um, I've just, I've always been very spiritually connected. Um, I have Native American background. So um, growing up, I was invited to a lot of powwows, just a lot of spirituality. And the more spiritual I am, the better my life is. When I lose sight of my, my faith and and I stop believing, then I become everything that I don't want to be. And that's when I have struggles with myself. And that's when the inner demon stuff comes out. So, um, and you know, I've gone blessed. Like February 15th will be seven years that I came back from a lethal overdose. Like I shouldn't be here, right? And the only reason I'm here is because the guy upstairs is like, I ain't ready for you yet. So. Um, I've seen a lot of things in my life, a lot of things that happened. Um, you know, I've been been warned not to go places and then I don't go and then things happen. So there's definitely someone watching over me. So Wow, West yeah. Paul, thank you so much. Look at Ryan Packer right there, aka Novel. I listened to Gross Released, you know. I was like, wow. Grows released. When I saw that, I'm like, what is this again? To be honest with you, I'm the, I judge the book by the cover. I'm like, what is this? Is this the track or Grows released? You know, when I listen to the track, I'm like, no, this doesn't sound like a Grows released. But there is yeah. that element again, the reality. Tell me more about your music, Ryan Parker. Oh, for sure. Um, that's definitely true. I mean, we even had the conversation ourselves, the three of us in the studio. It's like, after we made the first few songs, I was like, man, always telling us real life true stories things that we've lived through you know we're not creative writing um telling false stories and uh you know and that's the shit that hits people a lot harder and they can relate to it because you know some of these songs are bringing tears to us you know um just like i did a video for a 
vote fentanyl. Um, and I went around and I asked all my dead friends' parents if I could use their passed away children's names in that video. You know, so like there's a lot of uh, build up to this finished product that you hear on YouTube or on the radio and stuff. You know, there's a big backstory that goes on that hits home to a lot of people in different ways. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad that we can provide that um, source of artistic creativity to be heard and appreciated by the families, you know, that have lost people before and, you know, make their names live on in another sense, right? So they're not forgotten. Um, you know, and I just love that the three of us have come together with so many different styles. It just blows my mind. Yeah. You know, the motivation versus being a solo artist is incredible because you're in a room with three guys making music. And that's what I find the most inspirational is just how we push each other, how we motivate each other. And that vibe that you have when you're in the studio together creating and we're all on the same page, same level, right? Yeah. Versus you being alone and trying to like motivate yourself to, to make to keep making music i mean we've all done it and we, we've had to push on in, in spots here and there but um yeah it's just great you know looking at the greatness i look at canada and i see diversity you know i was looking there's a lot of amazing talent from canada to be honest so many are just basically still looking for how to get up and float but what did you see about the canadian hip-hop that still makes you feel like big karma is going to make a difference I think that just the versatility, um, you know, life's been really hard for everybody. And, um, you, you know, you mentioned reality a lot. And, you know, like, it's time that people get a reality check. You know, there's too many sheeple and not enough leaders. And I feel like there's a serious movement happening right now. Not just on the island here, but um, but all over, really. Like, it's hard to see right now with all the lockdowns and the venues being closed and whatnot. But what I'm proud about with Canadian hip-hop is, is we're all working. We're not giving up just because we can't go and perform and rock out and tour. Like, we're going hard in the studio. And that's things that we weren't able to do when we were touring. Yeah. Like, I think I made, like, five albums during quarantine. If I was touring, I'd be touring the same album. I wouldn't have that time to be creative. Yeah. I wouldn't have that time to find myself. And that's what I love about this group is we're not afraid to be ourselves. You know, when you look at the Canadian hip-hop today, what is one thing you think or you see that should be improved? Well, uh, actually, honestly, I don't think there's anything broke about uh scene as as in the artists and the industry part of it uh what i think is the brokest thing about the whole system is just the lack of um support for one another you know guys will support guys in their crew guys they're in a group with and that's it and there there just tends to be a really beta attribute of guys just feeling shook by your talent like you know what i mean and uh you get in a room full of people at, at an event or something and it's like people they want you to kind of pander to the reality of you being us still being aspiring artists us that we, we're not famous we're not rich yet yeah. so it's almost like the general public wants us to act 
like underdogs and other groups or other artists, they look at us as, they look at each other. They make it so we all look at each other as competition. There's a lot of, you know, sneak dissing and, you know, secret resentments and this and that. I think, and I think the reason for that is Canada doesn't have as well built and uh, as large uh, a hip hop market as the U.S. The spotlight. We, we talk, talk reality. reality. I think that's the big thing Canada really should focus on, and it, it's nothing to do with labels. It's nothing to do with ARs. It's nothing to do with radio DJs. Nothing. It's all about the participants in the culture. Whether you're the rapper, the hype man, the DJ, the producer, or you know just the the hype man in the entourage, like there there needs to be more of a cohesiveness, you know. Um, that's what I think Canadian hip hop needs to do is just more of a doesn't need to be a big kumbaya circle, you know. <laughs> There's no kumbaya but, moment. <laughs> but just everybody needs to be more willing to support and promote guys outside of your circle too like it's like people are afraid to like other guys music because, you know what i mean it's like they feel a certain way they hear some guy who's in a different group has a good song to yeah i like it but, uh, you know, like, they, they don't know how to feel about it like in the uk and stuff all the popular rappers like when they drop a video all the dope rappers in the uk are in that video exactly and they yeah. do it in the states too and it's like you're okay so you're dropping this week. I'm gonna drop in a couple weeks. I got you. You got me, and that's like, like you're totally right, Gabba. That's what we need to do. Like, definitely. There's so much good music coming out now too from you know Western Canada. Like West Paul was saying earlier, like this is the time where we can give each other props and share each other's music because I'm just amazed like how many artists you know that I've known and not known before are just putting out bangers. They're like I'm. I'm mm. pretty proud of what's going on right now. Like, there's this new wave, and it's just everybody's on point this year. So, you know, there's a lot of legend. I look in Canada, and I look at Mercules as one of the greatest rapper. Everyone wants to be either be Mercules or so many people want to beat Mercules or feature Mercules. But you are one rapper that stood out. Like, you are not a fan of Mercules. West Paul, why well, is that? It's not. It's not that I'm not a fan of him. It's just there were some things that went down that I wasn't a fan of. Um, Merck and I did music before years ago, actually. There's a track on uh, YouTube called Stay Sedated with the homie Switch from Vancouver Island. And it's, it's a dope track, real banger. Yeah. Um, and we were tight before. Like, I used to open up for Merck and, you know, he'd come through Calgary. There'd be like a hundred people at the show. I'd sell fifty tickets. And uh, you know, I always I always put on. I did what I could, right? And uh, just things just kind of distanced. He you know, he he took off and he, he did his thing and we were supposed to have uh some business that didn't really go the way that I hoped it would. Yeah. And uh I let it slide. I didn't say anything. But what really fueled me is when he dropped that kill shot remix and he basically told Canada that no one else could rap. And at that time of my life, I was looking for any beef to get in. And what better than to jump on that? I actually probably would have been the first one to have a response for him. But the homie mentality, uh, some shit popped off with him and Merck. So I told mentality to drop his first. Um, 
the only thing about the, the disc that I did is um, I didn't like the production of it. It was rushed. So I didn't really, the punchlines and stuff didn't hit the way that they could have. Um, but yeah, just that whole thing was, was based on just frustration because like the way I looked at it is he's going to be the new face of Canadian hip hop and he's going around telling everybody that no one else in Canada can rap. And here I am. Yeah trying to uh help people and grow and like grow the sport and grow the culture and it was yeah. like i just felt kind of offended so i kind of stuck up for myself because i had my own personal feelings and you know i just wanted to let him know that he wasn't the only big boy that could spit bars so you know we so that's how that happened and then it just blew up out of like out of control like there was People, like I said, people wanted it. People fueled it. People tried to fuel it for years. The Spotlight, here directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight, we talk reality. How would your group react, Big Kerber? How would you guys react if someone, let's say a rapper, decided to talk out of line? and talk out of the context of what you believe in just like Miracle is talking things that you know what I'm just going to respond to that how would become a respond to setting issues setting rappers on context of things that is like you know what we need to stand up and say something how would you guys react for me I just hate just... hits you know you have hits yeah just wait just go to the studio and make another banger man like yeah. I, the one thing I've learned is you don't have to worry about the moves other people are making if you sit back and you are concerned about you if, if you don't have people talking shit about you then uh you know you're not popping yeah no so you gotta have already- before man just if it depending on who it is how they say it and when they say it where they say it who they say it to yeah exactly for me they're looking hunting heads or nothing like that i mean we're just gonna let do our music and do us yeah, yeah. and what happens happens i mean we'll, we'll let our music speak for us um, you know, and that in itself is going to be many different flavors, like you say, singing to girls. Yeah, we're going to be talking on government subjects and some real shit as well. Um, as but it's all going to be real life through our our eyes and how we've seen it unfold, right? Yeah. So you know, we ain't talking no bullshit. I mean, telling no lies. I mean, I don't own a gun, so I'm not talking about holding guns and shit. Um, you know, it's just real stuff. So if people want to have a problem with it, then they'll get dealt with accordingly, depending on the situation. Like Kaba once said, you know, where it happens, what they say, who it is and all that. Cause you know, we all have different relationships with all these different artists out there. And, you know, as a group, we're probably going to touch base with each other on the subject before any actions or words or diss tracks are made, um, to someone else and, you know, come up with a an appropriate response to anything like that do you think See, you- for me the yeah. reason why i reacted the way i did is because i grew up in battle rap i started as a battle rapper i used to freestyle battle at the boom boom room fucking 20 years ago like that was my first ever time on stage i never wrote music before i was a freestyle battler i went by the name fearless and i would take on anyone it didn't matter who it was like i was in their face so that uh, that aggression is always in me hmm. and like i said at the time when all that went down i was just ready to go it didn't matter who it was I, if, like if drake dissed me even though he's got a billion fans yeah. i still would have had some words for him that's just where i was at that time in my life but like i said when i reached out to merc to this this is how much i was done with it i went and i deleted the track like it, it's not even out there anymore 
Because for me, that's a part of my life where I wasn't right with myself. I wasn't right with God. And you know what? Looking back at it, it wasn't the smartest idea. I made it difficult for myself. I got blackballed for a couple of years. Like they, they literally shut me out of opportunities because of what I did and what I said. So, you know, you got to be careful what you do because when somebody has that kind of a power yeah. and an influence, it can put you behind. So looking back now, was it worth it? No, it wasn't worth it. I mean, I got a few fans out of it. People know that I stand up for whatever, but if I was to do it all over again, I probably wouldn't have done it at all because that was just a time in my life where right. I wasn't the person I am today, you know. The spotlight here directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The spotlight. Big combo. You guys should have a more. I just gotta shout out my homie Jeeves and uh thank you, Corby. Oh my god. Uh Murky, yeah. when you hear this, I'm still cool with you, dog. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> Big ups to Mark and Evil too as well. Yeah, big ups to Evil, man. Evil's one of my favorite cats. Evil put me on a few times when he came through like Calgary. Man, I got camera, to Evil's Evil's a real one, man. He's one of the first melodic artists I ever heard from the island. So Benita. shout out to Evil. Shout out authorized personnel, my old crew, Island Childsman. What up, 49P? Yeah. Shout out to my boy Switch. Shout out to my boy Abyss, the original crew, Goon Squad. Shout out to Sus. And shout out to each and every one of you for tuning in and joining us with you right here. I'm DJ Steven. Big karma. Big karma.